The Dave Nemo Radio Show and Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo are in Columbus, Ohio for the 2023 National Truck Driving and National Step Van Championships, hosted by the American Trucking Associations. This is a special podcast series highlighting the people and happenings of NTDC 2023. From Columbus, here's Jimmy Mack. Roland Bulldog, defending champion, defending grand champion is here. We got a chance to talk to him last week. It's good to see you in the flesh, my friend. I just was shown a picture of you to me, of you, by Jeremy. But oh, what a maniac you are. And I mean that in a really positive way, too. The idea, this guy's taking notes. Taking notes. You were taking notes on the track, were you not? Yeah, definitely on the course. you got to be up on your game, and you got to mark down every little nuance on the course. I had this teacher, a man, he's no longer with us. I admired him deeply. He says, sometimes you do things not because anybody else notices them, but you do. It's like diligence, the idea that it's like, maybe I haven't got to do this for the second or third time, but if I do it one more time, it's one less thing I have to worry about. In the back of your brain, you go, no, it's taken care of. It's done, right? That's exactly what you're doing. You're trying to reassure yourself, build your confidence, and get that muscle memory going. If I can mark down every little nuance that I need on this course, this course is going to feed me information. It's not just about the six problems on the course. It's about the things leading into each and every problem. If I can view the course properly, mark things down properly, and be able to practice that, I'll do better. That's my confidence builder. I'll be able to do better on that course. We talked about this before. We learn something to forget something to know something. We were talking earlier this morning with a number of our callers about song lyrics that just have stuck with them. I don't know if you guys probably have figured this out when I say Sirius XM 146 Road Dog Trucking. I don't think about a single word that just came out of my mouth. It's simply there. And Dave Nemo does the same thing. That there are things that need to be repeated over and over again because if you're thinking about them, you're already in trouble. There are problems you have to think your way through on these courses on these tests, on these diagnostics. There are other things that if you're thinking about it, it's too late, right? Yeah, especially on a course like this. We call this course a driver's course because if you don't know how to manipulate that vehicle on this course, you're not going to do too good today. So it's going to be hard getting the movement that you need, very tight spaces today, and know your vehicle, know how it's going to turn. I'm going to be driving a Kenworth sleeper tomorrow, and I already know the wheelbase on that is a little bit long, and the turning radius is not very good. So it's going to be a bear on that course tomorrow. When you're doing your driving on a daily basis, when you get behind the wheel and you feel it, you feel what you're driving, you feel it. Do you instantly know how long does it take you to figure out, given the conditions, not just the equipment, the conditions, how soon do you know how the ride is going to handle itself? Do you follow what I'm asking there? I do. How comfortable are you driving that vehicle day after day? Mm -hmm. And driving your own vehicle is like putting your gloves on very comfortable you know how to drive but we've also been programmed with safety especially this program the national truck driving championships you can't be here if you're not safe so the minute it rains out i'm backing off on speed my eyes are in the mirrors a lot more because you're losing depth perception in the mirrors because of the raindrops on the mirrors so i try to watch them a little bit more try to keep my safety bubble around my vehicle clear nobody in that safety bubble or let them pass through you're not going to be the fastest one on the road. We're governed at 65 miles an hour. Let them pass through. Don't get in trouble with other people. In other words, drive defensively. Be safe. I'll tell you, it's interesting. I flew in Nashville and then picked up my rental car at midnight.
right and then drove immediately here. Making the drive down 65, you know what that drive is like right now. Three lanes have become two. Those twos have become tight. That tightness is caused by those concrete barriers and the like. And one thing I noticed myself doing reflexively was anytime I saw a truck pull out behind me, I immediately took my foot off the accelerator and let my truck begin to drop back to let those men and women get by me as quickly as they possibly could. That really is the game. The game almost becomes like this version of Tetris, where the job is figuring out the flow of things. It's not so much the maneuvering, but figuring out how you flow through this environment, right? That's really the key. Yeah, kind of the same thing on the highway. I guess I'm too conscious of motorists. When I pull out, I'm like, oh my God, that person way back there is going to want to get around me. Do I have enough time to get around the next vehicle so I can move over and let that person go? So you're always trying to be conscious of the motoring public around you. Well, and that's the big change, too. Dave Nemo hit the nail on the head. He goes, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, the whole kind of key phrase was get her done. Hammer down, get the job done. The game has changed. That There are a lot of people out there that still have that mentality, but that mentality doesn't get you to the NTDC, doesn't get you 2.5 million safety trucking miles. See, I do keep up with Roland. Doesn't do all of that for you. The trick is that sometimes it's okay to run a little bit behind if it means that everybody, including you, gets there in one piece, right? I mean, that's really the key, that time isn't the enemy. Unsafe driving practices are, right? You do know who I work for, right? Yeah. Very time sensitive. No, I know, I know. We make sure we leave on time. No reason to leave late. When you leave late, then you have it in your mind that you need to rush. And that's just an uncomfortable feeling. I'd rather be comfortable behind the wheel, leave at a decent time, leave your space cushion that you need with every vehicle around you. It's a whole safety thing. And since I've been competing since 1996, I've taken my safety on a personal level. God forbid I scratch a vehicle, knock on some wood. You're going to laugh at this. I am a notorious early traveler, meaning that there are people in my company who don't want to go with me. Dave Nemo, by the way, is the same way, so I'm not picking on Dave. The people I'm picking on know who I'm talking about. The joke I always make at an airport is, you know what's worse than a $25 cup of coffee? Missing your flight. And that really is what it comes down because on the course, that picture of you taking those notes, so much of safety really is about the pre-trip and the pre-planning and figuring out anything before you get behind the wheel of the truck, right? That's where the real time is spent. Most certainly. When I was auditioning for America's Road Team in 2000, just a couple years ago, it doesn't uh, seem like that, though, does it? Not at all. Look, the acceleration process on the arts has just been something off. I had hair. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> but my speech then was talking about how I got my boat ready. and I was talking about my boat and just working on it all summer and finally launching it. It was actually September when I actually launched it. And the water was so beautiful and perfect. And you can see the fog on the water. It was just gorgeous. And launching it in, you saw the ripples in the water. And I finally got to my favorite little fishing spot. I just used a trolling motor, got over there real nice cast out and right off the bat first cast i got this gorgeous fish it bent that pole i brought it all the way over to the boat i reached in i grabbed my net i put it underneath the fish and right then he spit the hook luckily i had my net underneath but when i pulled up my net the fish wasn't in it i had a hole in the bottom of the net (laughs) if i only would have done a pre-trip that happens every day in life do your pre-trips don't get caught get the trophy fish get to where you're going 
make your deliveries on time by having a vehicle that is capable of doing it safely. Couldn't do much better than having Roland Bolduck join us this morning. He, of course, is a two-time champ. He's defending champ. It's great to have him. He works for FedEx. How you been? How's everything else going? It's going pretty good. We had the written exam yesterday. I'm so glad they do that to you guys beforehand. The idea of having to drive that course and think about having to take the written, especially you maniacs, you guys would be actually going through the test questions in your head. We're very happy to do that first. Get it out of the way. Put the book away. No more paperwork. Let's get down to the work portion of the, the game. We've talked about this before, but I want to kind of dig in again. So now we're here. What have you enjoyed so far? There's always something different about the events themselves. Talk about Columbus a little bit, about what you're seeing this year that's different, what doesn't change and you love, all that kind of stuff. The family reunion, the people that keep coming back to the National Truck Driving Championships that I've seen and met over the years. The other part that I love is the new people in the family reunion, the rookies. Speaking of rookies, we had the Fred Lynn. I call him the Fred Lynn, one MVP and rookie of the year in the same year. He's a great reminder to everybody, you can show up and win. If you won your state championship, you've been through the cauldron, you can win this thing, right? One of our guys ran into somebody in the elevator. The guy goes, oh, you're with that company, huh? You're the enemy. And he said, why are we the enemy? Well, you bring so many drivers that we don't have a chance. And he said, well, we're all equal. We're flatline. Well, there's nine champions, and there's the one grand champion out of the nine. So we're all flat. We're all at zero points. It's what you do from here up. Yeah, they don't average the company score. It's individuals that are playing the game here. Individuals. So their viewpoint on that, if you're coming in defeated already, that's not a good thing. You want to come in with confidence that it's you against the course. There's not one competitor that can change my score, nor can I change theirs. So just focus on your drive. Focus on the championships. I get along with every driver here. I think they're all wonderful. I love them all. They're all great competitors, no matter what class. I don't have any angst on anyone because they can't affect me. They're in my class, but I have to perform. If I don't perform, hey, it was fun being in Columbus. Well, the other thing is, too, is my wife and I play this game, and I've talked about it with our listeners, where it's the only time I don't mind losing. It's competitive, but I don't mind losing because basically you're challenged to do the best you possibly can. At the end of the day, if you lose because your opponent got a great score and you hit a lights-out score, there's no shame. I'm not saying that anybody should not be competitive, but it's a reminder if you're taking on the course and you do your your absolute best if somebody beats you it means they're amazing it's like the whole safety thing you want to be the best driver among incredibly safe drivers you don't want to be the best driver among a bunch of disasters and you're good enough because the problem with good enough is when you miss it's not and that's such a crucial thing let me ask you this too every year we come here you learn something new what's the last big lesson you've learned from a fellow driver since you've been coming here can you remember that I always keep my eyes and ears open. I'm always willing to learn, and I've had rookies show me things, and I'm not ashamed to say that person showed me how to score on that problem. It happens. This year, I haven't had that experience, but we sat down for a little study session. I kind of had it because one of the rookies was talking about the book, and we were all studying for the written exam. It's an exciting conversation. You would love to sit in on it. I say that very sarcastic. Well, when it comes to methodologies of learning, actually, you're actually talking my language now, so I might actually enjoy myself. I might have to get the professor over. One of our guys, we call him the professor. He knows the book inside and out, and he talks about how to learn to do the book, how to learn how to study that book. And And what he was talking about, along with rookies asking questions, were on that test. 
So I have a few questions that I got right because we had it in the study group and they were asking those questions. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm an avid reader. I've read over 500 books since I started this job for the show alone. Rick Gobble has a great line where he says, you don't need to know the rule. You need to know where it is in the book. And one of the things I've learned about book learning when it comes to informational book learning is if you begin with the process of knowing the structure and how the system is delivered to you as opposed to verbatim chapter and verse, be able to quote Ezekiel is very, very different of knowing where the quote is, where the information is, becomes the foundational kind of beginning for that because basically it means you know the map. It's the ability to read a map is the most powerful thing in this industry, I think. And what you're talking about is what I'm thinking about right now with what you're saying is out there on that course. Because the person who designed the course, you're trying to get what does he want out of me to do this problem. There's certain problems out here where you can get 10 points, 15 points, and then 25 points all in one. So if you score on every one of them, you're going to end up with a perfect score of 50. But the 10 points lead you in the wrong way. So if you forget about the 10 points and go for the 15 and the 25, you'll get 40. So if you forget about the 10, and I see what he's doing, if I have you do this, you might mess up. So if you look at it a different way, I'm going to go for the 40 points instead of the 50. It's going to be easier to get the 40, and then it lines you up for the next problem easier. So I kind of see what the person who designed that, what are they thinking, what do they want out of you? And that's kind of the way I'm looking at this course this week. We talked about good enough. The problem with trying to be good enough is that if you only are shooting for good enough and you miss, it's not. My favorite term is better than it has to be. Yes. When you shoot for that, then if you miss, you're good. And that's really kind of the trick. The trick is that perfection becomes the enemy of the good, at least in terms of perfection of score. You want to be as perfect as you possibly can for obvious reasons, but you're really looking to kind of put a total performance together rather than getting the specific moment right. Yeah. Yes. We all talked about, you need back room here. Back room being the written exam, and what we haven't talked about is the pre-trip. The pre-trip is 100 points. Last year in the back room, I scored 147 points, and somebody that was beating me on the course had 70 points over me. He didn't do so good in the back room, and I actually beat him in the back room with 147 out of 180 points. So those back room points seriously matter. Yeah, like I said, you can hit lights out in one particular area and then end up finishing like eighth because you literally fell short in the other two. Yep, you got to be well-rounded. And that really is kind of the trick, and that's where perfection becomes the enemy of the good. Speaking of good, what are you going to do for fun now you're in town? Well, Fenix keeps us a little busy. Tonight we're going to have dinner somewhere. I haven't even looked. I've been too focused. No, I saw the picture, man. Jeremy showed me the picture, and believe me, it's like there's a lot of people who will blow off their steam at the end. We'll get to the end and kind of do that. Where are you headed after this, by the way? After the Nationals? Yeah. I'm on vacation. We're going out to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Want to meet out there? If I can convince my wife to come, I might just do that. We are going to do some hiking. We're going to do some backpacking. I'm really excited about it. It's the first time we've gotten a break in a long time, so we're both really looking forward. How long has it been since you've been on vacation? Oh, don't bring that up. It's not long ago. We went to Italy the end of June and came home July 3rd. Well, the last trip I took, actually, I went to London to go see a Saints game. Although we told all of our friends who were coming just to see the game that we would disown them unless they spent a week there. How was Italy? Italy was a lifetime experience. It was wonderful. We went out with my daughter and her family, my sister-in-law and her husband. We had like a family experience in Italy. Was not a wine drinker. I am now experienced. But when you get good wine, it's amazingly different, isn't it? It's It's 
unbelievable. In Tuscany, on the road where Under the Tuscan Sun was filmed. Everything was a movie scene. That's what it felt like. Well, I got to tell you, and we talked to Richard about this, and we talked to Wayne about this as well. Make time, guys. Make time for these events. If you don't have any time to do that, when you make time, you end up finding yourself able to do things like go to Italy with people you love and all that kind of stuff. It's the work-life balance as well. A lot of the people I've met here have that work-life balance because you're maintaining the most important piece of equipment, which is you. Exactly. By the way, Roland's in darn good shape. How do you maintain your shape other than drinking a lot of wine in Tuscan? I don't have a <laughs> workout regimen. It's uh-huh. work. I run pretty hard at work, and it doesn't bother me in the least. That's an important thing. People don't realize to do that sometimes. Like, I was thinking about this this morning. I'm at Bragan. I could take an Uber. Why? I'm three, four blocks away. Bring the equipment. Take the walk. Boy, the weather has just turned for the better here, hasn't it? Yeah, finally. Oh, my God. 65 degrees this morning on the walkover. Roland Bolduc has joined us, by the way. It's good to see you, man, in the flesh. Good to see you as well. Thanks for spending part of your day with Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo's coverage of NTDC 2023. Check back with us on podwheels.com for more of our podcast features as we work to take you inside the championship event. You can also keep up with all the episodes of this special event series by subscribing to this podcast. Just search National Truck Driving Championships and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.